What's up? What's up? What's up, party people? I'm streaming on a whole lot of platforms because I'm streaming by myself. By myself. So you see, with my ministry, I'm trying to get multiple people on my platform, all Christians around the world, to be filming YouTube videos with me on my ministries, just shared to the whole entire world. But I'm streaming on a lot of platforms right now. So that's how that's how I stream. Like when I go live, I stream on multiple platforms. So right now I'm streaming on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, and on my podcast, the playback of this video will be on that, Upload Past Crossroads, my podcast name. I'm streaming on my Facebook and LinkedIn page, Sean Christopher Jenkins, S-E-A-N is how you spell Sean, scene, you know, Sean. All right. Uh, I'm streaming on my X page, which is Twitter, but they changed their name to X, my Snapchat. Well, I'm not streaming on Snapchat, but that's my Snapchat name. Trouble Don't Last. Also on my Instagram pages, what's up? Trouble Don't Last. My other Instagram page, my underscore day underscore Bible, what's up? And then also TikTok and Threads is Trouble Don't Last as well. But anyways, guys, I got a treat for you. If you wonder where I've been, this is where I've been. All right. I have finally started seminary school. I am in seminary, right? So I'm getting my graduate degree. I'm getting... I'm in graduate school and I'm getting my master's of divinity at Colgate Rochester Cozer Divinity School, right? In Rochester, New York, but I'm here still in Nashville, Tennessee and Mount Juliet, Tennessee to be more specific. So I'm, you know, doing classes online at Colgate Rochester Cozer Divinity School and I'm getting my master's of divinity and I'm so excited, man, right? So I want to share with you guys just some wisdom I have gleaned over the years, right, as a 30-year-old, right? I turned 30 last year on December 28, 1992. That's that's my birthday. So last year I turned 30. This year I'll be 31. I was real depressed during that time of being 30 and just not achieving the things I wanted to achieve and not being in the place where I thought I should be by the age of 30, what I always envisioned, you know, when I was 30. I'm nowhere near where I thought I would be. You see what I'm saying, guys? But like, there's just so much wisdom we all can get from the Bible, so much insight, so much revelation that can meet you where you are and to tell you and give you the guidance and just give you the revelation you need through what you're going through, right? So this is what I'm gonna do for this video, right? So the title of today's video is Be Obsessed With Your Craft. The title of today's video is Be Obsessed with your craft, right? And to start the video off, let's just play a few videos, right? So obviously, uh, I like sports a lot, you know, and so I like NBA and NFL to be more specific. I don't really pay attention to any other sport, maybe soccer every once in a while. I like soccer too. I just wish it was more popular in the United States than what it is, but it's okay. I got basketball and I got, <laughs> I got football, you know, NFL. All right. So, um, yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, you just get so much wisdom and insight as well just from the little things in life, just from watching people, watching sports. You know, you get so much, like, you can hear God speak through creation. You guys see what I'm saying? Like, God, God doesn't waste anything. Nothing's an accident, right? And so that's what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to give you guys a lot of, like, revelation today, right? And so if you've been following me on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, right? Let me go ahead and share my screen. If you've been following me on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, you know I do a lot on that YouTube channel, man. I got so many playlists on my YouTube channel, right? And so one of the playlists I got that we've been tearing up, me and Justin, who does videos with me a lot, um, one of the playlists we've been doing a lot of videos on is just life verses, right? So 
we we cover all the life the verses that are life verses for us. So what is a life verse? A life verse is just a verse in the Bible that relates with you. It's a verse in the Bible that hit home for you. So what verse is that for you, right? It's not just a verse that hits home for you, right? This is a verse that you got memorized. This is a verse that you always think about and ponder on and always are, you're basically always studying because you're living it, right? So you're practicing what you preach. So this is your life verse. It's a verse that you applied in your life and it's just stuck with you. So what verse is that for you? So like, if you go to my playlist on my YouTube channel, Oprah Pass Crossroads, the, play, the playlist is called Life Verses. You can see all the life verses and all the videos that we've done uh, videos on of all the verses that mean the most to us. So I'm going to hit you guys with another life verse today for this video. And let me just go ahead and read it. So the life verse is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. All right. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, it reads, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was, which is in me, which was with me. All right, man, we're about to tear this video up. So let's go ahead and play uh, one of the videos I want to, I want to play. All right, so let me find it first. Yeah, let's just start off with this one, right? So hopefully you guys can hear the video because, you know, sometimes it doesn't work. But let's just see God at work. I know he's going to bless it, right? So this is Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? So I played a video of him talking before with Justin uh, when me and him did a video on my YouTube channel for Pastor Crossroads. I don't remember what video it was. But, man, Giannis Antetokounmpo, if you don't know who that is, he's an NBA basketball player, right? And um, he plays on the Milwaukee Bucks. He won the NBA title like in 2021, I think. And not just that, man. Giannis, man, he is one of the 75. He's listed as one of the best 75 players ever to play in the in the NBA. So the National Basketball Association. Right. And he is a 6'10 point guard. Right. But he could play any position because he's 6'10. Right. And then he swole, man. Like when he came in the NBA, he was a twig. Like he his transformation at NBA, every other NBA player, every other person ever playing the NBA is ridiculous. Like his transformation, his body transformation is ridiculous, man. He was skinny and now he's just super ripped and jacked. Like it's just ridiculous how good he looks, right? And then his playing style too is just phenomenal, man. Like it's it's, it's uncanny, right? So let's let's listen to this video, right? So let me go ahead and play it. Let's see what he has to say on, on what we're going to talk about today. It's good. Ah, they said they can't hear it. All right, so never mind. So they can hear it on Instagram, on my Instagram page, Troll Don't Last, and on my other Instagram page, my underscore thing, underscore Bible. So you said they can't hear it? On YouTube. Come on, YouTube. Was it like that last time when I went live with Justin? Yeah. I can get away with Yeah, I could play it on here. I want you guys to hear the video, man. So let me figure out a way to play it for you guys somewhere else on my other laptop. At least you guys can hear the audio of me playing the video. All right, so sorry about that if you couldn't hear it at first, guys. But 
Yeah, we're gonna start this video over. So guys, sorry on Instagram for me starting it over, man. Like people everywhere else on every other platform can't couldn't hear it. So all right, so here we go again. I'm starting it over. And it's gonna give me an advertisement NFL for sure. Sunday ticket now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Sign up in time for NFL kickoff weekend. So here we go. Let me try to play the video at the same time. See, this is why it's good to have multiple laptops, right? <laughs> so, all right. So here we go. It takes more than skills to be good. That's what people don't understand. You can be the most skillful person on earth, still don't make the NBA. The NBA is not about skills. It takes way more to be consistency. LeBron James, 20 years in the league. When you think about LeBron, you think about consistency. He's been great for 20 years. Think about MJ, Edge, about getting better, obsession, Kobe, obsession, Steph, KD. Like, man, it's not just skills. People think it's not just skills. You know, and um, I can say I'm, I'm not the most skillful. I don't have the best shot. I don't have the best dribble. Um, I mean, I, I believe I'm a very good passer, underrated uh, passer against my teammates. I think that's my number one talent. But the thing that makes me uh, a step further than people is the obsession and the discipline I have to, towards the game, not my my skills. You know? So, yeah. All right. So, that's the first video I'm going to play. I'm going to go ahead and play the second video. It's going to take me a minute to probably get to it. We'll see. Hopefully, it's already popped up on my text messages on my MacBook. And but like basically these these videos I'm playing, guys, they're gonna tie in with the scripture verse and everything I'm talking about, right? So I want you guys to think about the video, the videos that I'm playing for you as uh we do this, right? So oh I can just text them to myself, right? So that's smart. All right, so let me text this video to me real quick, and then we can listen to this video as well. Cause I want you guys to hear this bit this stuff, man. It's too good, man. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to the Kobe Bean Bryant. So just in case you didn't know, uh, Kobe Bean Bryant, he played in the basketball NBA as well, right? So he's considered one of, if not the best, greatest basketball player to ever play. He's my favorite basketball player of all time, right? So let's hear what Kobe Bean Bryant has to say, right? All right. It's love. It's love. It's not. It's not. It's not rocket science to me, man. It's not rocket science. The quality that we all share is that we love what we do. We absolutely love it. It's a pure love. It's not the fame. It's not the money. It's not the. It's not even the championships. It's loving what we do, and we do it all the time. We study all the time, and as a result, the championships come. Yeah, let me play. You had to think of one quality that that all the great ones have. Love. All right. So that's the beginning of it. I want you guys to hear that. Right. So if I was to ask everybody a question, right? I want to ask everybody, what is your purpose? Like, how do you know what your purpose is? How do you know what how do you know um if you're called to do something? Like just just the, those questions. How do you know? And so one of the ways that you know is just by, you know, are you in love with the craft? Are you in love with the art? Are you in love with the work that it takes to do what you need to do, right? So that's how you know you're not called to do something. You're not called to do something if you don't, 
if you don't have the work ethic it takes to really master that craft, right? A lot of people, they, they think they know what they want to do in life, but they don't really put in the work that they need to maximize where they're trying to go in the process of what they're trying to do, right? And so Kobe Bryant and Giannis just talked about an obsession, right? And so, you know, they're just talking about, you know, being obsessed with the process, loving the process, have an obsession with the process. That's literally what they're both talking about. Like, you know, this is, they're narrowing it down. Like Kobe Bryant and Giannis Antetokounmpo, are, they're the greatest to ever play the game of basketball. Like out of all the people that ever play in the professional basketball league and that we know of, right? They're at the top, right? And that's not debatable. Like they're at the top. You can't have them at the bottom in the NBA ever. Like, no, you ain't going to score 81 points in a game like Kobe and be at the bottom. You ain't going to have, you know, a whole too much stretch of you just scoring 40, 40 points and up like Kobe being Bryant, right? And be, you know, just an okay basketball player named as an okay basketball player. No, he was way greater than that. Like, scored 50, 60 points. Like, he had a stretch where he literally scored only 50, 60 points, like, in a 10-game stretch. It was ridiculous. Like, I look, that's why Kobe's, Kobe's my favorite, right? So let me ask the questions again. Like, how do you know you're called to do something, right? You know that you're called to do something when you love the process, when you love practice, right? So what, what are you doing that you think you want to do, but you don't love the process? You don't love the unimportant. You don't love the little. You don't love the seemingly pointless and futile tasks. You don't like the mundane things that you have to do in the process of doing what you're trying to do. What is that for you? Like, do you love doing the insignificant things? Do you love doing the things that don't that seem like they don't matter, but they mean everything, right? So what, what you're trying to do right now, what your purpose is, what, what your calling is, right? Like, do you love it like that? Because if you don't love the things that you don't think matter, the little homework assignments that you think are stupid, that has nothing to do with your with your craft, if you don't love it, you ain't called to do it. <laughs> and that's a bold statement, right? But like, that's what it takes to, that's how you know when you're called to do something. That's how you know, like, it's your purpose. And it's what God wants you to do when you're obsessed with the whole entire routine and process of the whole entire thing, right? And so, um, yeah, so when you fall in love with the process rather than the end product, you don't have to wait to give yourself permission to be happy. See, a lot of people don't like the in-between. They don't like the middle. They don't like the journey. They don't like the grind. They don't like <laughs> the places in that midst of that journey. That's not, they don't like it till it's the end, like until they're the best, until they're, you know, until they're noticeable, until they're known, until they're at the top of their field and stuff like that. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's what they love. That's what they're chasing, right? But like, there's so much more that we need to, learn along the way in order to get to the end product, right? So that's why we have to fall in love with the process. You see, I told you guys, I'm so happy right now. Like I finally started seminary school, right? Like since I was 17, I knew I was called to preach. Since Saturday, September 4, 2010, a little, a few months after that, but I was 17 years old. That's when I figured out what college God wanted me to go to. And that's when I figured out from God telling me, right, <laughs> what my purpose is, which is to preach which is to teach the Bible, which is to share his gospel, which is to just open my mouth. And just like the waves, this is literally what God told me, just like the waves move, Sean, that's how I'm going to use you. 
right? What can waves do? Waves, just like Bruce Lee said, waves can break rocks. Waves can hurt. Waves can make tsunamis and hurricanes. Waves can do a lot of damage. I mean, just the littlest wave can move you on a boat and make you wobble. It make, gets you seasick. You're like, waves are powerful. You know, like if you're on an ocean, there ain't no little waves. Even a little wave can take you out. Can you swim? In a, can you Can you swim? Like, you think you can swim, but can you swim in the ocean? Can you swim when there's a storm? Can you swim when there's a, I don't know, a 250 feet wave? I don't know how big big waves get. Can you swim in the, in the midst of a 250 feet wave? Like, I know I can't, like, so. But, like, yeah, that's what God told me. He said, when you speak, man, it's going to be like waves. It's going to be like the waves on the ocean. So just open your mouth and talk, right? So, like, yeah, are you in love with the process? That you have to go through in order to get to where you're trying to get to. If you're not in love with the process, if you're not in love with the journey, then that's not the process for you, right? So your present moment is the pinpoint of creation, of your creation. Let me say that again. Your present moment, the moment that you hate, that you think is pointless, that you don't think <laughs> means a hill of beans, that you think is insignificant, that homework assignments that you have to do, that you think are just, you know, we're doing it for, for not, right? Like, it's not for not. <laughs> it's, a, it's purpose in it. And guys, I'm literally talking about if you're pursuing what you think you, you think that you want to pursue, if you're pursuing literally what you think you want to do with your life, right? If you don't love the process, if you don't love the little things that you have to do in order to get to the end result, you should not be doing it, right? Oh, man, somebody just commented. They said, I'm in a bathtub. I could swim a little. <laughs> man, you're funny. Then he said, uh, I'm so frustrated today from work, but I sense it is part of the process. Hey, man, like, guys, I don't know what you guys are doing for work. But, man, if you don't if you don't love just doing the day-to-day -day things that, you know, sometimes get hard, sometimes get challenging, sometimes feel like you're doing it for nothing, like sometimes you hate it, right? If you don't love those things, like, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Right. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like, so like, and that's why, that's how I know, like, see, I asked everybody, what's your purpose? Right. And how do you figure out your purpose? Do you love the, if you love the process, then obviously it's your purpose. Right. Because what did Kobe and Yana say? They both said that, you know, what, what makes, what's the, what's the one thing that makes, what's the one thing that every great has in the NBA, the greatest players ever played in the NBA. What's one thing that's similar between them all. Kobe said the love of the game, the love of the game. He said that before in another interview, he said like, um, you know, like, oh, I'm going to just play it. Like he said, <laughs> I'm going to play it. And then that, that'll be, yeah, this is good. Cause I didn't know when I was going to play the video, but now I can play it now. So yeah, I'm gonna play it right here. So let me send this video to me real quick on text message, and then we can listen to it real quick. Yeah, I, I gotta finesse, guys. I gotta use my two MacBooks so you guys can hear the audio on YouTube or wherever you guys not hearing it from. All right. So let me make sure it's playing. Let me turn off the audio for this one, and then share my screen right here. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to what Kobe says right here. Like, all right, I want you guys to remember what he's saying, okay? Two types of players, players who love to win and players who hate to lose. Which one are you? Uh, I'm neither. Meaning? I'm neither. Uh, meaning that, you know, I, I, I play to, to, um, to figure things out. I play to learn. 
something, right? Because I think if you if you play with um, with a fear of failure or you play with um, uh, the will to win or that supersedes the fear of failure, I think it's a weakness either way, right? Because if you if you play with the fear fear of failing, you'll have the pressure on yourself to play you know, to capitulate to that fear. If you play with the sense of, I want to win, I want to win, then you have the fear of what happens if you don't. But if you find common ground in the middle, in the center, then it doesn't matter. You're unfazed by either, right? And that enables you to really just stay in the moment, stay connected to it, and not feel anything other than what's in front of you. So, you know, I try to just be dead center. There's two types of players, players who yeah, love to win and players who hate to lose. Which one are you? Uh, I'm neither. Meaning? Neither. Uh, meaning that you know, I I, I play to to um, to figure things out. I play to. Learn. Okay, yeah. So that's that's what I was trying to say. All right. So so many people, when it comes to the things that they're trying to do, the places that they're trying to go in life, like their dreams in life, like a lot of people let what they want to do, their dream life, you know where they're trying to go, they let that be like define who they are, right? Instead of like enjoying a journey, living in the moment, being present, you, we miss so much in life by not being present, not being in the moment, not learning and gleaning from the things that God wants us to learn and glean in the seasons that we're in, right? For so that we can be prepared for the next season. See, that's why we don't ever get to the next season. So many people don't get to experience the promised land, right? Of their dreams, living and fulfilling all those things, right? Because they weren't faithful in the little things, right? So that's what I'm trying to say. So are you faithful in the little things? That's literally what this is talking about, right? So like I asked everybody, how do you know your purpose? You love the process. You love the routine, right? You'll do anything to do it, right? So your present moment is the pinpoint of your creation, right? So no moment is wasted in your life. And if you feel like you're wasting a moment, then you're not in alignment to what God has called you specifically to do, right? You think Kobe, see, we're talking about the greatest names in basketball history. I say these names and you know them, Steph Curry, right? Like <laughs> Kobe Bryant, like Michael Jordan, like you guys know these people, you know these names, LeBron James, like if they sucked, you wouldn't even know who I was talking about. But even if you don't watch the game of basketball, you know who I'm talking about. Why? Because that's how great they are, right? And what does that say? Like, that's not a little feat. That doesn't, <laughs> like, God's literally telling you how to be great in your field, in, in what he called you specifically to do, in your purpose, right? He's showing you how to be great in the, in the uh, arena that you're in so that you can reach even more people for him, right? So this is literally, life is a, life, life is a proverb right? The book of Proverbs, right? Every single proverb in the book of Proverbs is a general statement that is true regarding the way life works, regarding the way how things happen in the world. Every proverb in the book of Proverbs is, a, is an observation that's made so that we can draw lessons from those observations. That's literally what a proverb is. But you want to know what? I'm going to hit you guys with something even greater. Every single day of your life, every moment of your life is a proverb right? God is speaking even in the little things of life, even in the small insignificant things, even in those things that you don't think mean anything. And so if you hate those things, maybe you ain't called to do it, right? That's my whole point. See, guys, that's how I know I was called to preach. Like, I'm so happy, God, in this moment, like, I'm in seminary, 
you know how long I wanted to be in seminary? Like, I remember I told my dad, I'm called a preacher at 17. He said, you ain't going to make no money being a preacher. Like, you're way more talented, and you're not just limited to just being a pastor. You're good at math. You're good at science. So he told me to go to college. He wanted me to major in engineering. I tried that, mechanical engineering. It was awful. Like, I didn't like the, I hate it. I mean, hated the little things. So that's how I knew I wasn't called to do it. Like, I couldn't do the little things when it got hard. Like, it was ridiculous. Engineering was awful at Tennessee State University. I mean, just to really hone in on it, one of the teachers had glasses, right? But he had, like, dust and sand all on his glasses. Like, I've never seen this before. Like, literally, you know how, like, you got glasses, right? I've been wearing glasses since I was six. You got to wash them, right? So you don't have sand and dirt or whatever you know, accumulates on your glasses. This dude, he had it, like, like since he had his glasses, which is probably 20 years, like, it had all the dust and dirt that it accumulated from that time. Like, he never has wa have washed it, right? This was one of the teachers. That's how I knew I wasn't called to do it. Like, you don't look like that, man. You ain't for me. <laughs> That's all the teachers were. Like, they're just so boring and whack. But, like, it was just so many things, so many factors pulling me away from and telling me not to do mechanical engineering. That's, like, God speaking through creation. Like, if you hate what you do, if you don't like it, if it's hard for you to get up and do it, if it's hell, if it feels like hell, don't do it. Life is too short. God called you to do something else. He called you to do what you can do. He called you to do what you're obsessed with. He called you to do specifically what only you want to do, which is what you love to do, right? Which is the thing that you are so crazy about that you like the mundane. You love the ordinary. You love the you love the routine of it all, right? So that's a few things for me. Preaching, right? Speaking. So like with seminary school, for example, I told you guys, since I was 17, I wanted to preach. I knew I was called to preach. It ain't like I wanted to preach. Let me say that again. God called me to preach. He gave me the gift, gifting to preach and speak and teach, right? <laughs> so because he gave me that, like, obviously, I don't want to waste it. He gave me a love for it. He gave me a passion for it. Like, I didn't have it before. It happened when I met him, right? So, like, so like man, like, just the littlest thing that you could think of that a pastor has to go through to get his ordination in African Methodist Episcopal Church, like, that process is stupid sometimes. Like. Sometimes they put me through crap. The teachers suck sometimes. I mean, I met some, I, I got, there's a lot of pros and cons with board examiners, right? But the biggest pro is just all the advice, the wisdom, the questions I get to ask all these people that have been preaching for 50, 60, you know, 70, like a long time. They've been preaching a long time. So there's a lot of wisdom and insight I can get from them instead of me trying to figure everything out by myself, which would be stupid if I can just get advice from people who've been doing it before, right? Like, so the pros, they're not that many in being in the African Methodist Episcopal Church, the Emmy Church, trying to get my ordination in it. But like the pros are so great that they kind of like make you forget about the cons. Like, and there's a lot of cons because when you got a lot of people, it's a lot of problems. That's the best way to put it. So like I'm going through a lot of crap in border examiners, but like I'm willing to go through it because the pros, like the and that's just one pro. I told you one pro. Another pro is just me learning. Like, they're, they're giving me all the stuff in my arsenal I need to be the best pastor I can be. They're giving me all the books. Like, that's never one of my pet peeves. Like, for the classes I have to do for board examiners, we got, you know, about nine, 11 classes, we got, 12 classes we got to do a year or something like that, right? And, like, they recommend books, but we never cover the books. We never talk about the books. We never have to read the books. But, like, at least they said what books are good for you to read 
so you can get that in your arsenal, right? Because you can only go as far as you know. You can only go as far as you work. You can only go as far as you put in the effort, right? So in saying that, like, you see what I'm saying, guys? Like, there's a process for everything. And, like, if you're not obsessed with the process and fall in love with it, even no matter how hard it is, maybe you're not called to do it, right? So I just told you about ordination, right? But, you know, this, and I'm just now doing it. Like, I think I accepted my calling. I accepted it a long time ago, like, but I finally, like, did it through the ME Church in 2021. So I've been a board examiner for two years. So 2022 really is when it started. And then 2023 this year. So I'll be in my third year next year, right? So, but it's technically second year for them, right? That's what, that's what they say it is. But anyways, like, um, what was I trying to say? But basically I'm trying to say, man, like, even though you don't agree with the process and the stuff that people put you through to get your ordination or to get like whatever you got to get certifications or degrees to, to be in the places or do the things you want to do in life, like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you love the process, if you love what you're doing, if you're obsessed with it. So guys, I asked the question at the very beginning of the video, how do you know you're called to do something? How do you know what your purpose is? Are you obsessed with the process, right? Your present moment is the pinpoint of creation. How you live in this moment is how your next moment will be. Make it a great one. See, I said in the little things in life, God is speaking through creation in the little things, the little processes, things, things that you don't think matter, things that you don't think mean a hill of beans. They do. They matter. They matter to God. And he's trying to teach you a lesson, trying to show you something. And when you don't take it serious, if you don't be faithful in those things, you're going to miss out on what God's trying to show you. And he even said it. He gave you his hand. He said, if you're faithful in the little things, then I'll bless you with more. But if you're not faithful in the little things, the little that you have will be taken away from you. This is the Bible, guys. He's giving you, showing you how life works. The reason why some of you guys don't live your dreams, some of, some of the things don't come true for you is because <laughs> you're not faithful with doing the things you don't want to do, with what you're claiming you want to do. So if you don't have integrity, if you don't, you, if, if, <laughs> If you don't have integrity doing the things behind closed doors, what you say you want to do, why would God bless you in public with the things you don't have integrity doing behind closed doors when nobody was watching, right? Why would he bless you with that? He wouldn't. Those who are faithful with many, I mean, those who are faithful with little will be rulers of much. Rulers of much. So whatever you're trying to, I'm trying to, I ain't going to lie. I'm trying to be the best pastor ever, right? I ain't going to beat Jesus. But I can come second to him. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm trying to be the best in my field, in my arena. When it comes to preaching and talking, speaking, ain't nobody should be coming close to me. If I love it that much, right? See, that's what Kobe and Giannis were saying. Like, when it came to their craft, like, they loved it so much that they were willing to see how far they can go in their field, in their arena, because they love the game that much. Because that's all they did, right? They put, you, know, you got to think about it, guys. Like, how much time do you think you have to put in the football or basketball to make it to the NFL or NBA, right? It's a lot, right? So if you had to put in that much effort, that much time, I mean, that's a lot in and of itself, right? You're, you're still, you're the top in your or field, no matter if you're an NBA bus or NFL bus or whatever. Like, you still made it there. That's all that matters. 
But, however, what does it take to be great, the greatest ever to play in the NFL NBA, right? What does it take to be the greatest ever, to be the greatest painter, the greatest cook, the greatest YouTuber? <laughs> what does it take? It takes effort, right? It takes practice. It takes mastering your craft, honing in your craft, honing in your skills, being even more diligent and meticulous than anybody else to get to the top, right? That's what it takes. It takes an obsession. See, obsession is a curse word to some people. Obsession, the word obsessed is like, you know, they look at it as a negative thing. It's not when it comes to your field, if you're obsessed with your field, obsessed with your craft, except obsessed with your purpose and your calling. Guys, are you obsessed with it? Because if you're not, you're going to miss out on seeing all the things that God can do with your life, right? So life becomes more meaningful when you realize that the, the simple fact that you're never, you never get the same moment twice. I'm going to read it again. I butchered the mess out of that. <laughs> life becomes more meaningful when you realize the simple fact that you'll never get the same moment twice. I'm going to use an example. I went to undergrad at Tennessee State University. I was a computer science major, right? I'm not going to get that opportunity again. Like undergrad, like I can go to undergrad again, right? Right. And get computer science degree again, which would be stupid. But like you guys see what I'm saying, I can relive the experience again, but it ain't going to be with the same people. It's going to be different rules and regulations, a different uh, course manual book. You guys see what I'm saying? It's just going to be different. It's not going to be the same exact experience. There's different people involved, different factors, right? But, and so you have to like, Make sure you utilize and squeeze out and just take everything you can from every single experience, every single thing that you're going through in this life. Because if you don't, you're not going to go as far as you can and as you would have if you just would have just take everything in that you could have in that moment, in that season that you were in. So I'm asking everybody a question again. Hey, how do you know your purpose? What are you doing in this season of your life? Right? Like, if you're not, obsessed with it, taking everything you can from it, squeezing everything you possibly can from the rag of what you're trying to do. You're, you're, don't say you love it. Don't say you want to do it. Because God can tell if you really want to do something based on your character. And your character is your habits. Your character is what you do behind closed doors. Your character is what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. You say you want to be an astronaut, but what are you trying to do to be an astronaut? You say you want to be an actor, but what are you doing to try to be an actor? Like, if you're not obsessed with your craft more than the people who are trying to do it, beating out the competition, don't say you want to do it. Why would God bless you? God loves you. God knows everything, right? He knows your heart. He knows what's best for you. Why would he bless somebody? Like, for me, let's use me as an example. I say I want to be a preacher, right? I say I want to be the best preacher ever. I didn't just say I want to be a preacher. Right, the Amy Church, I got twisted. Let me, I'm giving the Amy Church my hand. Like, I don't know if anybody listened to all the teachers that I got, but like, you know, if the bishop or anybody ever asked me, like, don't you want an ordination? Like, you'll do anything for ordination, right? Like, an ordination, like, that's like saying, Kobe Bryant, you'll do anything to be in the NBA, right? Anything. That's not the end goal. Like, like, like the NBA. So, you see what I'm saying? Like, Kobe even said it, it wasn't even about winning or losing to him. It wasn't. Obviously, he wants to win. He wants to be the greatest. Like, if you want to be the greatest, you got to win. You got to win championships. But that's, that comes with the territory, right, of being great. But like with Kobe, he said, 
man, I'm so focused on the little things. I'm focused on just the craft. I forgot what he said, but you guys see what I'm saying. That's basically what he said. I'm just focused on just the flow of the game. I'm focused. He and that's that's be so much violence because I know a lot about Kobe. Like for example, with Kobe, he uh he would talk to referees and ask them how they call in the game. Like they, he would ask them, what can he get away with? Like he would ask them, like, can I do this? Is this a foul? Like he would ask very detailed, like little questions just so he can get away with a lot of things in the game that the opposing players would think was a foul. It would psych them out, right? So he would just try to psych out the other players to see what he can get away with. Like, see, see, you see what I'm saying? Like who thinks about that with basketball, right? Like you just, this is who? No, Kobe thought about different things like that. That's what the greats think about. They think about different things. They have a whole whole different mindset. So, guys, this is what it takes to be great. This is a proverb that God is speaking. Like, let's go back to what Paul says. Let me, let me, let me bring this message home. Like, right? I'm going to do multiple videos on this. I thought I could do it all in one swoop, but there's no way. All right. So I'm reading from the King James Version, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. It says, but by Paul said this. He said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, right? See, let me just, yeah, I'm going to just talk because I'm going to do multiple videos on this. This is too, just too good, guys. I know you guys liking it. All right, so I'm going to use my screen brush so you guys can see me mark this up. If this stupid bar goes away, like, why technology do this, man? Like, just, just do what I say. Don't, just, just do what I say. All right, just, all right, let's see. I can do it like this. All right, I got it, guys. All right, so screen brush. All right, so by the grace of God, so by God's grace. What is God's grace, guys? God's grace is a lot of things. God's grace is a whole lot of things, man. So God's grace, God's grace basically is his unmerited favor, his undeserved favor, right? You breathing right now is undeserved, but you don't deserve it. You being alive right now, you, you just you being However long you've been alive, you know how many people haven't been alive that long in the history of mankind, but you made it to, for example, 30 years old like me. You made it to 12 years old. Then you ain't never had a disease or anything. Well, you better praise God. Stop playing. That's We can name a lot of things to praise God for, right? You see what I'm saying? So by, and it's because of God's grace that you got there. Like you ain't healthy. You ain't, you can't hear me, right? You ain't deaf, right? You can't see me. You ain't blind, right? Because of you and your own merits, like, because, you know, I, you know, before the creation of the world, you know, I decided that this was going to happen to me, you know, like, no, (laughs) God did it. So because of God's grace, I am what I am. So you don't have a reason, right, to boast at all. Why? Because it's because of God's grace that you are what you are and you are where you are, where you are and you accomplish what you have accomplished. So because of those things, you better praise the Lord. Right. So like, let's keep on going. And because of his grace. Right. <laughs> let me let me all right, let me not emphasize. Let me read the scripture. All right. So but by the grace of God, I am what I am. His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. You see, his grace, it can be it can he can that's basically saying he can give things to you and you didn't utilize it, take advantage of it at all. You I mean you totally disregard it and didn't even acknowledge what he did, you don't even see it. Right. So like you're taking his grace in vain. Right. There's so much to say with that. What does that mean? In vain. That means you don't you you see it as futile. No, no. That means he gave it to you. And 
you didn't utilize it. You didn't acknowledge it. You didn't see it. So now you missed out on what he was trying to do, the purpose of what he was trying, why he even gave it to you. You know, why did God give you, why did God give you sight? Why did God give you eyes? Why did God give you a mouth? Like some people are mute. Life would be awful if I was mute. You hear how much I talk. Like, oh my gosh, I, I better freaking talk. Like, everybody always asks I'm going to talk. Look, you can see what I'm saying. Like, God gave me a mouth. I'm going to open my freaking mouth. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to keep it shut. Like, it would be in vain if I keep my mouth shut. Especially with the gift and the teaching and the preaching that God has given me. Why would I shut up? Like, you better freaking open your mouth. Why you can't? You don't know you're going to be able to talk when you 80, when you 90. Like, you probably be having Alzheimer's or uh, dementia or something. Boy, you better talk and utilize everything you can. Otherwise, it will be in vain. You guys see that? So God would have bestowed it to you, bestowed upon me in vain, right? But Paul said it wasn't in vain. What God gave me, the grace that he gave me, he didn't give it to me in vain. All right, so let's, ooh, let's preach real quick. Guys, that skill, that gift, that uh, love for whatever you are trying to do, cooking, family, being a mother. Right, that love that you got. Is it in vain right now? Because are you toiling more than anybody else? Are you working harder and laboring more than anybody else to really maximize and see how far you can go and how far God can take you with you utilizing what he has given you, right? See, Kobe Bryant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, even Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, you know these names. Why? Because they told and they labored more than anybody else. They didn't waste the moment that they had of being in the NBA. And we're talking about the freaking NBA. Let's talk about real life, man. Like, you're going to waste your life. You're going to waste your family. You're going to waste having your children. You're going to waste being in seminary. You're going to waste the process. That God has bestowed upon you. Are you kidding me? Did he bestow it upon you in vain? That's this is why this is my life first. You guys see this? Like, let me let me let me speak real quick, man. Let me let me speak real quick, man. Like for me, I love guys. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I love the Bible. I love God. You know, do I I love God? Do you love God? What's wrong with you? That's a song. <laughs> Google that real quick. You can see what song it is. You know, I love God. Do you love God? What's wrong with you? All right. But anyways, guys, like I love the Bible. I love God. Like, I don't need you to you know critique me and tell me, like, no, you don't know. It don't matter what you think. <laughs> I love God. I love the Bible. I've been, I mean, on average, I, I really won't. Everybody in my family would tell you, I read a lot. I, I teach the Bible a lot. And I don't even have a church. It's been like this since I was 17. Since I was saved, all I've ever done was talk. Right? All I've ever done was evangelize. That's how I know I'm called to evangelize. Because I evangelize more than even an evangelist who has the title of evangelism and has a church and goes around evangelizing. Like I've been doing it since I was 17. Even though I've been doing it behind closed doors. Even though I've been doing it and nobody acknowledges it, even though I've been doing it and I'm in the baby phases, I'm still in the process of getting to that place, right? To that promised land. I'm nowhere even near. I don't even have a church. I'm not even a pastor. And people call me, they've been calling me pastor and preacher since I was 17, right? God didn't bestow that upon me for nothing. 
right? He did if I just take that in vain, take the gifts and the abilities, the spiritual giftings, the talents. If I take it in vain, then I'm wasting what God wants to be done and what he can do through my life. You guys see what I'm saying? Like, so the grace of God, man, it's a great thing, man. Like, guys, I, I love, I I, guess, I think you guys see what I'm saying. Like, it's it's been a dream for me to be in seminary school. Like, just think about it. I had to do homework assignments for probability statistics and in that class, probability statistics, right? I had to take that class in computer science. I had to take a lot of math and science courses. But in that class specifically, Cal 2 was, you know, it was a, it was, you had to do Cal 2 along with probability statistics. So it wasn't just a statistic class. Cal 2 was, you know, involved in it as well. You guys see what I'm saying? So like it was a lot harder than just a regular statistics class, right? I had to take data structures. I had to taste algorithms. Like I had to take a lot of classes in computer science, right? These are man-made classes. Like this is a secular world. Like what, I mean, is God in math and science? Of course, but like in the school system, you think I see it? Like, no, do you see it? Like, no, like, let's be real. So like I had to do homework assignments on math, you know, coding. But now I get to do homework assignments about God. I get to read books about God. I, I get I get to preach and teach. My presentations are preaching and teaching because I'm talking about God in class, in class, in class. <laughs> Bro, I'm not, that's not even a class for me. That's fun. Like, you see, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's how you know you're called to do something. You guys see what I'm saying? Like, you're called to do something if you love the grind. If you love the process, if you love the things that everybody else hate, ooh, ooh, the things that everybody else hate. Let me hit you guys with some bars because this is going to be a series. Let's just go ahead and do a series on this, All right? Like one bar I was going to give you guys. I'm going to say this on another video too. If you work harder than everyone else, you'll go further than everyone else. If you work harder than everyone else, you'll go further than everyone else. You see, let me go back to the scripture verse, guys. Paul said, by the grace of God, <laughs> this video so deep. He said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not done in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was in me and with me. Mm-mm-mm. All right, let me break this down. All right, let me go and get my brush. I know you guys like when I do the brush, man, because you, you see the verse better than ever when I do the, you know. All right, so Paul said, you know, God's grace, right? You know, it was not bestowed upon me. It was not, you know, bestowed upon me, upon Paul, in vain, right? It wasn't bestowed upon him in vain. Why? Because he labored more. Mm, mm, mm. Labored more abundantly. Whew. What did Jesus promise us? He promised, he said, if you come to me, I'll give you life and life more abundantly. Ooh. God don't just want you to experience life. He don't just want you to experience, you know, just 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 life. You know, no, he wants you to experience life more abundantly, right? <laughs> What's the difference between life and life more abundantly? Let me tell you. Settling the meteorocracy, 
the average, the status quo, the mundane. <laughs> let's, let's go even further. The process, you know, just the little things, being faithful in the little things, right? <laughs> the mundane, the boring. The bo Are you bored? I, I ain't gonna lie. Like, uh, let's do <laughs> This is another way. So in the process of getting my ordination, I'm underneath my dad. I'm at my dad's church. It'd be different if I was at somebody else's church, but I'm at my dad's church. I don't heard my dad talk for all my life. I must be 31 years old. You think I ain't never heard a message that he's going to preach before? Like, I heard it. Like, I know what he's going to say. So, like, a lot of his messages are boring to me. Like, being under him, like, it ain't, I don't learn nothing. Like, I'm underneath my dad. I already know what he thinks. Like, I already know. Like, I have to ask certain questions in order to get something different from him. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's my job. And him, too. Like, you know, see what I'm saying? So, like, but you guys see what I'm saying? Like, I don't learn nothing. I don't do nothing. Like, I'm underneath him. I don't talk. I don't preach. Like, I only talk and preach at his church two times. That's it. In three years. Dang, it's been that long. That's crazy. Like, but, anyways, but anyways, guys, you see what I'm saying? Like, am I going to preach more than that? No. Like, probably just be five times in five years. Like, that's it. But, like, it ain't because of him, because somebody else said, like, Sean, we want you to preach. But you see, I see what I'm saying? Like, the process sucks sometimes. The process doesn't challenge you sometimes. The process, I mean, you think like you, 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 you should, uh, you think um, you deserve so much more. You think you're ready for so much more. You think you can take on so much more. You think you can be ruler over many. And you ain't even been faithful in a little. You see, just even with that analogy I use, even with my dad, you know, do I want to be in this situation? No. But I mean, but when I get to the ruler of many, when I get to my promised land, when I get to my dream, this situation I'm in right now that I thought was nothing, that I thought was pointless and stupid, that I thought I wasn't utilizing me and gleaning everything I possibly could glean, like I'm going to see the significance of it even more. Right. So that means and then I'm going to wish I would have did certain things and really utilize that season I was in more than what I did. You see, guys, like the little things, the, the things that you don't want, want to do, that you think is pointless when it comes to, you know, where you're trying to go and your purpose and your calling. Like. They're not stupid. You see what I'm saying? Like God is speaking to you, telling you, like, you might want to learn this. You might want to. Pay attention. You might want to really be obsessed with what I'm doing right now. Be in the moment. Be in your season. Don't be in where you're trying to go. That's not the season you're in. Don't don't live for the what? That's like what Jesus said. Why worry about tomorrow when there's so much to worry about today? Are you worried yet? Like you see what I'm saying? Be obsessed with your craft. This is the video, guys. Like First Corinthians 15:10. Like Paul said. I labor more abundantly than them all. Paul didn't just work hard. Nah, he didn't say that. Paul didn't say, nah, I, I, you know, I put in a little effort. <laughs> when I was underneath my dad, let's use me as a example. When I was underneath my dad, you know, I was there. I was present. But I didn't like it. <laughs> what are you doing? You're missing out on what God's trying to do, what he's trying to tell you, what he's trying to show you. He needs you to pay attention. So that you could be ready for what's to come. So that when the next battle comes, you're even more prepared and you have stuff in your arsenal. Let me use an example. David is the perfect example in the Bible, right? He mastered the sling stick. He mastered throwing rocks. 
He mastered killing lions, bears, zebras. I don't know what he had to kill snakes, even humans trying to steal his uh, sheep. He mastered that, right? And even when you're a shepherd, you know, we don't talk about it, but when you're a shepherd, you have to master using, using your staff. What's in your hand? Ooh, what's in your hand? You got to master that, guys. So that when the battles come, you can receive the victory because you're utilizing what's in your hand. And you and, and because you utilize what's in your hand, because you've been faithful with what's in your hand, you know how to use what's in your hand. So when that battle comes, that battle ain't nothing because, you know, I have confidence with what's in my hand. Like, <laughs> David had confidence in the slingshot. Ain't nobody else had confidence in no slingshot. They even think about that. They're like, man, you got to fight with a sword. You got to have, you know, your armor on. They was like, man, I just, I'm not used to that. I'm, I wasn't obsessed with using that. I'm obsessed with using a slingshot and a rock and a staff. Like, I'm pretty sure he could have took out Goliath with his staff if he wanted to. But nah, he said, I want the slingshot. I want to throw the rock at him. He had five stones. They say he had five stones because Goliath had, had brothers. And they were as big as, or if not bigger than the Goliath, right? So he was ready to take out all of them with a slingshot. But I guess they were scared after he took out the biggest one, the baddest one probably, Goliath. They were like, oh, man, if he did that to Goliath with a slingshot, what chance we got? You see, David was obsessed with his staff. He was obsessed with his slingshot and rocks. It seems stupid and dumb to some people to be obsessed with that, right? You think the king, Saul, and the Israelites, and his brothers, especially his brothers, you think they thought that was cool? Man, a slingshot a rock and a staff that could take out a bear? You're right. A lion? You're right. Goliath? <laughs> Stop. See, that's the whole point of why you're going through what you're going through, guys. Right now, in this season, God wants you to be so obsessed with the process, with the journey, with the routine. That you have something else in your arsenal to use when you finally get to the place you're trying to go to. You guys see what I'm saying? So, like, I'm going to end the video, and then we're going to keep on talking. We're going to do another video on this. Like, guys, I love the Bible. I love God. This is a dream come true for me, being in seminary school. I'm at Colgate Rochester Crozer Divinity School. It's in Rochester, New York. I'm doing online classes. And like, guys, it is so amazing. Like, is the class like special? Like, is it the best school ever? Like, I don't know. But it feels like it to me because like all the, like one of my teachers, man, she gives us 125 pages to read for every book we got to read for every class. But like, we have to read like two or four books for every class in like every book, you have to read at least 125 pages. That's a lot of reading. So like people who don't love the Bible, don't love God, don't want to, you know, study to show themselves approved. What does that mean? I should have used that verse. Study to show yourself approved, guys. You're not approved if you don't study. You're not approved if you're not willing to put in the work to figure out the all the knowledge, all the insight. Everything you could possibly need to know for whatever sermon you're trying to preach, for whatever message you got to give, for whatever YouTube video you got to do. Like, you, you guys think I just do this? Like, no. Like, this is, and then it'd be different if I was just 
doing this stuff off of like all research. No, nah, this is years of research. This is years of revelation from God. You see, you guys, see what I'm saying? Like, so like, this is a dream come true for me. I don't know if you guys can tell. Like, when it comes to seminary school, there's a lot of work. All you do is read and write papers. It seems like I don't know. I'm new. But like it's cool. Like I don't mind. I love to write too. Like you tell me write a two-page double-space paper. <laughs> that was one of our assignments. We had to write a single-page paper or a double, a two-page double-space paper. That was a requirement for one of the papers we write. And they do that too in board examiners. When they do that, man, like I can write twenty pages, man. Like I, I love to write. I can type a hundred, almost a hundred words a minute. Like about ninety. If I'm on fire, and no mistake, about ninety-eight. 96, but definitely 92. Like, I'm, I can get 92, 93 easy, right? So, like, I type fast, right? My family always talk about how fast I type. And just me typing, looking at them, typing, looking at them without looking. <laughs> so, guys, like, <laughs> hey, what's up, Trayvon, man? I miss you, brother. Love you, man. Yeah, I'll send you a link, man. But, yeah, guys, so um, I think you guys get it, man. Like, I'm willing to toil more. Labor more abundantly. Abundantly means I give so much more time, so much more effort. I give so much more attention towards my craft, towards my skill, towards my profession, compared to all the rest of the competition, compared to anybody else that has received the grace of God in this arena, in this field, right? <laughs> that it shows and proves, you know, I'm not wasting the moment the blessings and the grace that God has bestowed upon me. Like, it's not going to be put on me in vain, right? So that's the video, guys. Like, when it comes to me preaching and teaching the Bible, seminary school, whatever you want to call it, man, I'm not wasting this moment, this season. Like, I told you how undergrad was for me. Like, I mean, I, t I say it all the time on YouTube channel. You're going to have regrets. You're going to have good regrets in life. And you're going to have bad regrets in life. You're going to have both, right? But it's better to have good regrets than bad regrets, right? So with good regrets, that just means for me, like that's like me not sleeping with every single woman I had the opportunity to sleep with because I was a virgin until I was 26 years old. Like me just doing simple things. You see what I'm saying? Like that's actually a good regret to have. Like I was obeying the Lord, right? Like you see what I'm saying? But my flesh, my carnal nature, man, is like, man, Sean, you should have did it. You wasted the moment. But no, I didn't. Like I was toiling even in college. See, I didn't think about it, but now I am. Like God's telling me like, John, I was I was so obsessed with being a preacher, so obsessed with getting ready to be a pastor. Like all I did was listen to sermons, read Christian books. Like my freshman year of college, I read about 96, 98 books in one year. My freshman year of college, all Christian books, right? Just to get closer to God. Like at the year after that, like 75. And I was so mad. I was like, dang, I ain't get nowhere near 95. Like, it, but it kept on going, you know, less and less as the years went by. But now I get to read books again, like for school. You don't, you don't think I'm gonna read? Like, <laughs> and that's the whole point, guys. Like you say, you say, you know, you want to do that thing. You say you want to be in that place. But what are you doing to even get there, right? What are you doing to show yourself approved that you know you would be faithful if God gave you that one thing, right? And so that's the whole point of this video, guys. Like, are you obsessed? with the process? Are you obsessed with your craft? Are you obsessed with doing the thing that, you know, you think you're calling your purpose, right? And so for me, I mean, I don't have to prove nothing to nobody. God's speaking to me. He's telling me, 
he gave me the love. That's another thing too. Paul said, let me let me finish off saying this, man. This verse is so deep. First Corinthians 15, 10. So many videos I gotta do on this, man. Like, I'm gonna read the verse again. But he said, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, than everybody. I'm confident to say, like, when it came to anybody else, before they were a pastor, ain't nobody has worked as hard as me, except for Jesus, of, like, being ready and prepared to be a pastor. Like, there's just certain things you don't know, right, to, when it comes to being a pastor. So you just don't know to study those things, you know. And it's the Bible verse says it. The Bible says it. God said, like, for lack of vision, my people perish. So, like. If you don't have vision, if you don't have knowledge, if you don't have insight of how to do something, you just don't know what questions to ask. You don't know where to go. You don't know until you know. But once you do know, you got to do better. You got to be better, right? So you can have better, right? So like Paul said, I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but by the grace of God, which was on me. So Paul didn't do this. He literally said, it's because of God's grace that I'm even where I'm at today. It's because of God's grace that I can labor more abundantly than them all. And because of God's grace that I labor more abundantly than them all, I can receive more abundantly than all of them, right? Because if you're faithful with little, then you'll be given much. So, guys, I'm going to ask everybody a question again. Are you obsessed with your purpose? Are you obsessed with the duties, the responsibilities, the obligations, the little things you have to do when it comes to doing what you say you want to do for the rest of your life. And if you're not, you're called to do something else. That's the video, guys. And let me use another example, too. I love social media. Hey, I'm streaming on multiple platforms right now. I'm streaming on both my Instagram pages, Trouble Don't Last, and my underscore, da underscore, my daily underscore Bible. My underscore daily underscore Bible. I said it wrong, right? So that's the other Instagram page. I'm streaming on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. I'm streaming on my Facebook and LinkedIn page. Chakras Virginia. I'm streaming on my Twitter page now called X. Trouble don't last, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm streaming on a lot of platforms. I love social media. I post a lot, right? So y'all guys make sure to you know help me out on social media. Follow me on all my platforms, man. For real. I mean, I got the best platforms ever. Like, just check out my Instagram page, Trouble Don't Last. Just check out my Twitter page, Trouble Don't Last, right? My X page now, Trouble Don't Last, like. For real, like I got the best pages ever. And in saying that, I just want to give you guys this vision, right? If I claim to love social media, if I claim to be toiling more than anybody else on social media, what does that look like? That means I'm putting in more work. I'm posting more posts. I'm making and creating more posts. I'm doing more tricks and antes, whatever you want to call it, for the love of social media. That's literally what Kobe and Giannis were saying. They were saying that they put in, they, they showed the game. Kobe said that, and I need to totally play that video. Like, out of all the videos I watched, before Kobe passed the right way, when he retired, uh, he they had a tribute uh, for Kobe, like a, a video on YouTube. And I still I watched this video, like, religiously. Like, like if I need inspiration, I'll watch this video. And it was for it was a tribute for his uh re retirement before he retired because you know he declared his he's gonna retire in 2015 I think like so he retired in 2016 something like that but um yeah man that video meant so much to me because it was just like a whole video a whole collage of like his whole highlights of all his NBA career like even like some of the moments where he talked 
to like reporters and stuff like that. So like it was just a homage of like Kobe. And it meant everything to me. Cause like like I said before on my YouTube channel, like I if I had an idol, it's Kobe Bryant. If I had anybody else like I act like and I know them, but I don't know them, it's Kobe Bryant. Like I got some of his mannerisms and and like just his perspective. Like I got the mama mentality. I don't know if you guys can tell, but like because I'm a I'm obsessed with preaching. I'm a, I'm obsessed with God. I'm obsessed with the Bible. I'm a, I'm obsessed with the process of like hermeneutics and uh just all those words like right you see what i'm saying of like that a pastor needs to know that's good to know for their arsenal so they can master their craft and be the best that they could be that's what kobe was like kobe and michael jordan out of everybody playing the nba it's not even a debate both of them two are more obsessed with basketball than anybody else and both of them put in more work to enter their craft more than anybody else and what's crazy is they didn't even well, that's debatable. Like, did they have to do that? Like, or did their talent level exceed everybody else's and they could just outbeat everybody? That's not true either. Because you can be the most talented person, but you if you let somebody else outwork you, outperform you, learn more than you, they're going to crap on you. Because outworking can and hard work can beat talent if talent doesn't work, right? It could, God bless, that's crazy too. God blesses people who are faithful in the little things. God bless the people who are, who toil and work harder than more people. Only, only when, that's what, that's their field that they're, they're, that's the field that God wants them to be in. That's the arena that God wants them to be in. That's their purpose. That's, that's the only time it, it can work, right? Because talent does beat, no, yeah, talent does beat everybody out, right? Let's be real, right? But if you outwork somebody and you're, close to their level oh man it's not even close at that point like the person who outworks that person that has talent like who you want more the person that's gonna be show up be available 24 7 actually show up even more show up when they shouldn't even show up <laughs> show up when they don't want to show up like that person over the person with talent that thinks that they just coast by you know you see what i'm saying you see what i'm saying guys like some people are wasting the grace that god's given them in this life because they're taking it all in vain because they're not really obsessed with what God is doing and obsessed with what it takes to get to where they're trying to go. So they're not obsessed with the routine and the process. So guys, you see what I'm saying, man. So are you obsessed with the craft, right? And so like I was trying to say, like with my YouTube channel, Facebook, LinkedIn, you name it, guys, like I love it. I love social media. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, man. Like if I could, I don't need a church. I got social media. Like it's, if a bishop or a pastor, like they try to like bait me and say like, hey, like Sean, you want your ordination, right? You'll do anything for your ordination, right? I got what I need. I've been utilizing what's in my hand. Social media. We're in a virtual reality in a digital world. We're in a digital world, guys. It's all about social media now. And then it's about to be the virtual reality world. These physical locations in 2080, <laughs> you kidding me? Physical locations, going to church, like, nah. We're going to be going to church virtually. So are you ready for that? What are you doing to, to, to receive the grace that God wants to bestow upon you? You know, when that time comes, right? So, yeah, guys, you see what I'm saying, man, like, 
Um, yeah, one example I was going to use, like with Twitter, it's now called X. I follow unfollow people every day. So like I used to be able to use this app and it could automatically follow 50 people at a time. So you can only follow unfollow 400 people a day on Twitter and you can only, only follow 400 people a day on Twitter. And I have five Twitter accounts. Because you remember in 2000, on July 19, 2021, I lost my 40K Twitter page, Trouble Don't Last. A hacker stole it. So like I had to start a new one. I already had three Twitter pages and he took one, right? So I only had two. So instead of just starting one, I started three. So now I had five. Now I have five. So if every account I can follow, unfollow 400 people, so 800 people total on every account, that's 2,000 people, right? <laughs> 4,000 if you count follow, unfollow, right? So that's how many people I got to do a day. I used to be able to use an app and it did it quicker. Unfollow people, right? But now I have to manually go on Twitter, figure out where's the last place of everybody following me, and then start unfollowing people who aren't following me, right? You guys see what I'm saying? So basically, I'm saying I'm obsessed. I think you guys can tell. Like, I'm a numbers guy. I love charts. I love algorithms. I love coding, right? So, <laughs> so I'm very meticulous in and uh detail when it comes to those things right so like if you're called to do something guys you'll be very meticulous you'll be very diligent you'll be very detail oriented with the steps and the process of doing what you need to do to get to where you're trying to go right so guys be obsessed with your craft and if you're not obsessed with your craft you shouldn't be doing it right so figure out what you can be obsessed with what can you be diligent at and very meticulous at and detail oriented and no matter how many how many hours it takes to do it you're willing to put in the work to do it another example with twitter guys like it takes me four hours to follow unfollow people a day i do it every day four thousand people a day you do it let's see if you like it somebody you want to be a big on social media i want to be a social media influencer i want to be a youtuber one way to grow your page, follow on follow on Twitter every single day, 4,000 people a day. See if you can do it. Because, like, there's no, unless there's a page, an app now that will automatically unfollow people for you. I don't know what it is. So I've just been manually doing it because Elon Musk changed the game for you, for me on Twitter. Thanks a lot, Elon. I mean, I love you with Tesla, but dang. But, anyways, guys, you guys get it, man. Like, I just love the craft. I love <laughs> the little things. And if you do too, you that's what you should be doing. So is that cooking for you? Is that, you know, raising kids for you? Is that, you know, is that coding for you? Like that's how I knew I wasn't a coder. I don't like coding like a coder. I know what it, I know what a good coder. I'm in the middle. <laughs> I can code, but there's people who can't code at all. Like I'm in the middle of like can code, can't code. So you guys see what I'm saying? So I know what it takes for a good coder. A good coder, man, they're willing to put in the hours it takes to code the perfect code. They will not cheat and look up on the internet, which anybody can, of how to do what they're trying to do for a client. Like they just think about it and make their own code. Why? Because they love coding. They love the little things. So do you love the little things, guys? This is how I know I'm going to go further than everybody else to ever preach, man. I'm going to. 
I'm see, I'm prophesying right now, and I can't wait for people to watch these videos. Be like, I said it, like, and then the shorts of the videos I've done, and of just me saying it. But guys, like, I'm gonna be the greatest pastor ever, second to Jesus. That's my goal. And I'm, the only way that can happen is if I work harder than everybody else. And I will. Why? Because that's what it takes to be great. Right. And I may not come second because some people don't think Kobe Bryant is even the greatest basketball player ever. But he is. It doesn't matter what you think. I watch Kobe play every game. He's the only basketball player I can watch. And Michael Jordan is the only basketball player I can watch. Now, Steph Curry is the only basketball player I can watch. You see, everybody got a preference. Everybody got opinions. But it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. All that matters is you being the greatest you can be that God called you to be because. It's your life, and God's going to hold you responsible for what he's giving you, with the grace that he's giving you guys. So, yeah, all right, so I think I need to go ahead and end this video. I didn't talk an hour and 12 minutes, but all right, guys, uh, you guys know the drill. Best social media pages ever. I'm Sean Christopher Jenkins, so here goes my social media page, my YouTube podcast, Upload Past Crossroads. I'm on every podcast platform, so just look me up on Google Chromecast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, you name it, whatever platform you get your podcast from. Upload past crossroads. My YouTube video, I mean, YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, Facebook and LinkedIn, Sean Christopher Jenkins. My uh, Twitter or my X page, my Snap, my Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. Add me on Threads, Trouble Don't Last, best ever. All right, my other Instagram page, my underscore, the underscore Bible. My Tumblr page, Trouble Don't Last, number one. And yeah, like I was saying, man, on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, I have a whole lot of playlists if you go to my YouTube channel. Right. Like, because, again, I told more than everybody else. I'm more meticulous in detail more than anybody else. I want you guys to see just how everything correlates. Like with the book of Esther, for example, like I know you guys saw that. I got women of the Bible. Like I got a playlist on all the women of the Bible. I got a playlist on Esther. I got a playlist on Esther seven, Esther chapter seven. You guys see what I'm saying? Detailed meticulous. I just got to I'm behind on like doing hashtags and adding videos to playlists and stuff. But I'm trying my best, guys. Like I'm in school. So give me grace, but hopefully I can go back to it. It'd be awful. I'd never go back to adding my to my playlists and hashtags the way I need to and give myself views. But yeah. All right. So upload past crossroads YouTube channel. A lot of playlists. One of the playlists I got life verses. So you enjoyed this video on a life first. You can listen to even more videos I've done on life verses that I have and Justin have. Or anybody else that comes on my YouTube channel, we do life verses. I know me and Melvin did too, so I don't know why I didn't put that video on there. All right, so we want to see all the stuff I said on the book of Proverbs, listen to all the sermons and videos I done on the book of Proverbs. Check that out. Then on the book of First Corinthians 15, I know you enjoyed that, me talking about that. Listen to all the Sunday school lessons, Bible studies, sermons I've done on that. Check out this place, uh, First Corinthians chapter 15. And then practice makes perfect, man. Like, I didn't talk about that really today, but that's what I was trying to talk about. So I'll just talk about that next time because, like, my fiance is waiting on me. I think she's. Uh, wants me to just stop doing videos for tonight. All right. And then um, <laughs> the other place I got is uh, work hard. And if you don't work, you don't eat. So I got that playlist, you know, put in the work, hard work. Check out this playlist if you were blessed by this video, right? So, yeah, guys, I pray you guys enjoyed the video. I pray you guys had a great time. I'll talk to you guys later. God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. I was going to do multiple videos tonight, but now I know I could talk about this for a lot more videos. So we're about to have fun on Upload Past Crossroads with your boy Sean Christopher Jenkins. So thanks for tuning in. You guys kick major butt.
and be obsessed with your craft. Show God you really want what you want, then God's going to bless you with it. If you don't show God you really want what you want, he ain't going to bless you with it. You think if Kobe Bryant didn't grind and toil more than anybody else to play in the NBA, because honestly, Kobe was the hardest working player ever to play in the NBA. He already had the talent. He was already better than everybody else, but he worked harder too. It's not even fair. It's not even fair. He loved the game too. There's people who love the game, and they will never be that great as Kobe because they are not as talented and not as hard. Hard work sometimes doesn't even get you there. But if you got the talent and hard work, it's over. It's over for everybody. I got the talent and hard work of preaching. What do you have the talent and hard work for? Let's do it, guys. Be obsessed with your craft. That's today's video. All right. I got to get out of here. Hour and 16 minutes now. Crazy. Have you watched all the way through? Thank you so much. Share this video. Like the video. Comment. Subscribe, do all the things, follow, please. If you don't do those things, this video was in vain, but I'm still gonna keep on doing doing videos because the grace of God. All right, I'm done talking. Peace out. What you waiting on me for? You mean shut up?